people of Earth, if you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the left to F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, Good morning, Rick, hey, from Derek. San Diego. <laughs> Miss you already. Oh, wow. That's, just, so, that's so nice. I, I'm just incredibly envious now. I, I really didn't think it was going to hit me as hard. I'm sorry. Um, you know, <laughs> what hit me hard <laughs> last, last time was realizing, like, there's nobody, and my camera broke. <laughs> So, oh really? Oh. So everything's off my iPhone, but I think I got it solved. But it was like, um, it's just not everything's over, overbalancing and white. And I had my, I ran into Tony Viador, who's the, an occasional friend of the shows up at the podcast live, uh, and he's a good camera guy. And we worked, and he says, "Yeah, your camera's just busted because it's just you know over." So and I thought, oh, you know, one of the great things every year is Rick takes a great. Great photos. Oh yeah, I was like, gonna. I was gonna say you need to tell Michelle and uh, and uh, and um, everybody else just to take more pictures. <laughs> because well, like, oh yeah. Well, I, I did talk to Stephanie's uh, gonna be here on Friday, right? Uh, Friday night, so yeah. she'll she'll be taking pictures on Saturday, but uh, she'll probably be like just trying to catch up. Well, she hunkers and, down in the halls though, too. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, so we might want to cut this part. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did talk to Dave Tapia last night, and he's got a f- photographer friend who just wants credit. So I said, yeah, you know, I'll gladly run galleries uh, you know, afterwards um, from anybody. I put that out on Facebook last night, too, yeah. around who's covering something I can't get to. Because right now it does, it's weird to feel like, yeah, it's just, just me. Um, so Michelle's here somewhere. But I haven't run into So we could open that up to listeners, too. If, you, if you're at Comic-Con and you're listening to this, what the hell's wrong with you? No. Um, um, you no, could, well, that's you great. Mail, yeah. You can mail your photos to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and anybody wants to, you know, if you went to a panel, hey, let me know. Because, you know, again, every year the problem is that uh, I have appointments to interview people. I don't, or cover, you know, get demos of games, or, or you know, go to a booth and see see whatever product is being demoed. I don't get into the panels very often, and uh, so I can I can preview this for us. Uh, we'll see what we do with it. But uh, I've actually, for the first year, Fanboy Planet's been approved to go to the Marvel movie press conference, which means specifically, I don't know how this works, but it means specifically. I can't go to the panel <laughs> because wow. it's, hap- it's happening at the same time. So like when Thor is on stage, then Captain America is at the press conference and vice versa. And who knows what's up with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but, you know, with, but that'll be still cool that we'll, we'll get some of the kind of behind-the-scenes press questions and uh, maybe even get a shout, shout one or two out ourselves, which I'm using the royal we. It's uh, Fanboy Kingdom tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're back here at base camp supporting your your every move. So yes, we're recording recording from the from the Brett Cave. Yeah. Uh, 
So what what was it like last night? What time did you get there? Uh, I made it into San Diego about three o'clock, and uh, once I got everything straightened out of the room, um, you know, we posted a few pieces. Last night, as far as getting there, was uh, insane. Um, usually, you know, we register early, we pick up our batches early, and this time I kind of I went, uh, I'll just get like down a half hour early because I, uh, I've. I've got things I want to do post for fanboy planet. And by the time I got there, the line for pros, it moved fairly fast, but, but the line for pros and press, uh, was four halls long. Wow. Outside. So like I was coming from the different direction. Going, Wait, when, when does this end? When does this line end <laughs> from, uh, it was just, it, it was just insane. And to put that uh, in perspective, I usually get there about a ha- uh, an hour before, the press line opens. Yeah, you get like it's, it's usually like fifty yards, and that's it. Yeah, this was I, because I, I see that again, you know, and, and we've noticed that for years, and why it gets tougher, and and why though, you know, Nate getting married this weekend, um, you know, uh, his his being out, and I thought, well, if we all went to the wedding uh, again, I thank <laughs> Nate. I thank Nate for this gift <laughs> to me of we are friends. We know it. I wish I could be there for his wedding, but the reality is that, uh, to keep your legitimacy up as a press outlet, you have to go every year. Uh, I, I think that if, if the, <coughs> if fanboy planet missed a year, there'd be no getting back in. Yeah. Um, because it's just so many people, so many websites. I ran into, uh, the guy who runs collider last night. Um, and we had a you know great conversation. He was giving me tips on uh, uh, if you get <laughs> video presence, you know how to get sponsors and stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, you got to get to video because uh, he had he had a really really cool uh, T-shirt from I think it might have been Threadless, and it was a uh, it was a green hand holding a hammer in a tiny circle off to the left, and it was a uh, Blake and Banner demolition. Nice. Yeah, it was clever. It was yeah. fun. Um, so, uh, that was like, Oh, that's a shirt I want to find somewhere <laughs> online. Um, but you know, we were talking about that and, and, the, and, and, uh, you know, he's, here's Collider, which is a, you know, a pretty big site. And he says, and he says, so are you one of my five readers? And I said, wait a minute, that's my line. I mean, we, you know, so, we just know, uh, you know, there's a lot of us swimming in the pool. Yeah. Um, but once I got in, uh, I think, you know, some, I, I didn't get, around to as much of the hall as I wanted to last night. It was very crowded. There were a lot of lines. I just put up a photo uh, g- gallery. First one. I've got another one to go up this morning, too. Um, where, you know, they like this year Comic-Con said you could pre-order the t-shirts and then just pick them up. Uh, you know, your official ones. And they have like six or seven shirts. But uh, my friend Annabelle tw- sent me this picture. She was going to, she got in that line. And that line was insane. Already, so you're standing in a line that was designed to avoid standing in a line, and <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> that's they, begun. Before they run those. Any... They run those lines away from the floor, though, right? Oh yeah, this was like uh, it was at a hotel. Oh but, my god! But then, but then in the con, there's a line for those who didn't pre-order their T-shirt, and uh, luckily, I did not feel I was I was a little, um, uh, you know, like I taken aback last year somehow because there was a whole bunch of us, you know, as a team, like. I did get my Dark Knight Returns, uh, you know, collectible Hallmark or- Christmas ornament because, again, nothing says you know Christmas like Batman coming out of retirement to kick everybody's ass. But um, 
this year, you know, I, I had this twinge of, oh, I'm not going to get an ornament. And then I looked, and thankfully they weren't. Uh, you know, there's the USS Kelvin from the movie uh, from Into Darkness, a battle damaged Kelvin um, ornament, and uh, you know, a couple of Star Wars things where it's like, yeah, those are nice, but you know, I, yeah. I don't really. Nothing Star says Christmas like battle damaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, exactly. So the big question is: so you got onto the floor, but what bag did you get? I got Teen Titans Go. Oh, okay. Um, with oh, there's the picture. With yeah, with a beware the Batman cape. Okay. Uh, so Not the capes bad. are awesome, and I gotta say, and I'm sorry because I know I I don't want to fill up your envy, but this really <laughs> is the best constructed of the bags we've been getting. For oh yeah, because they self destructed within a day before. Yeah, this is um, very sturdy. It's got snaps to hold it shut, um, which uh, you know, so you put your swag in and and snaps in, and snapped inside is the cape. And so, you know, you can take it out and wear it, and people are, I just took it out, and I'm, you know, it's going to be proudly my hotel room for the week, but uh, I don't feel that urge to cosplay. But if you do, you know, there, I mean, there's a good Flashpoint Paradox red cape, there's the Batman one. Uh, the Batman but, one looks cool. That's the one I'd be looking for. Yeah, yeah, it does look cool. Because it, it doesn't it's, have any writing on it, right? No, it does. It says beware the oh, it does. the little okay. corner, so you don't necessarily notice that from a distance. Okay. Um you know, which, and I don't know if you saw the, if I actually watched the show this week, but you know, because yeah, you were the most excited, I think. Yeah, uh, I've, I've, I've been waiting for an appropriately lovely moment to watch it. <laughs> yes, it is a strangely dark uh, show, um, but uh, and an appropriately lovely one, burning, I burning through characters like Simon Stagg and um, uh, Mister Terrific, Michael Holt. It, it not that he's Mr. Terrific in the show, but he's he's just Michael Holt are in the first episode, and I'm like, well, they're I mean, they're really going deep into actual continuity, which I appreciate. On the other hand, it's like, oh, does that mean that you're not going to see Michael Holt as Mr. Terrific later? That'd be uh, bummer. But I, you know, because I don't know what their rules are. But my son and I watched that and enjoyed it. But so uh, back to the con. The bag was uh, is really good. Um, and I walked through uh, the strand, the thing that I, I did find strange that that unlike other preview nights, I did find little corners of popular booths to be able to sneak around and take a photo and not be like pushed back by a bunch by just a crowd. Um, so I I don't know if it was just because I missed the first wave of because by the time I registered, I was in like 15 minutes later than I usually am. If I missed the first wave of everybody running to the booth they wanted to go to and getting in their lines or whatever it was. But I got a couple of nice shots of like the Marvel booth, which is, which will go up later this morning. Um, although it's a little spare, but you know, because the push is Thor um, and Mjolnir's in a rock and they've got a guy guarding Mjolnir um, in, in Asgardian armor. And, you know, so that's cool. It does look um, cool. I saw pictures of that. Yeah. So it's a nice, uh, you know, it, so I got a couple good shots there. Uh, the DC booth has some really nice stuff. I'm going to go back and I want to take a couple of other photos because what they have, which I just, I really like, and I found very moving in a strange way was, um, all the Superman costumes Ah. from the movies and the television series. Uh, I shouldn't say all because I think they're missing Superboy. And I think they're missing a George Reeves. I didn't see it. And I kind of, I was trying to catch as much as I could. Um, but it was interesting to see uh, all the different costumes. And there's both a Superman 1, uh, Superman the movie, uh, Christopher Reeve, which 
stand there and I started like going, ah, oh, why do I choke up? Uh, and Christopher Reeve, I can't help it. Um, and they had the Superman 3 dark Superman costume, which like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but they also had the like the Lois and Clark Superman costume and it went, and it's interesting to see that, like really see all the differences in designs that each costume designer has tried to put their little, you know, spin on the look and perhaps unsurprisingly, the Lois and Clark one really kind of looks the weirdest. Like the decal looks like, a, a, you know, the S looks like it's kind of a fuzzy decal, uh, iron on or something, you know? <laughs> so um, I was still pre high def TV too. That's true. That's true. You know, and that, that's a good, that's a, that's a very good point. So that seemed to be really the push there. They had a few action figures. Usually DC has some really nice layout of, of statues and action figures. And this year I did not see that much. The same thing over at Mattel. I, I went over there and again, and then maybe I just didn't go turn the right corner because the Mattel booth is pretty sprawling and maze like, and it seems like their big push is that is that max power, uh, toy line that they're putting back on Disney XD. Uh, Max Power was a series, uh, an early CG series, like um, you know, twelve, thirteen years ago, I think, on Cartoon Network. Right. And uh, so they're reviving that line, and that seems to be the really, really big push. And then, and then some of the Man of Steel toys. They have a booth where you know, or a an area where you can play Fling It for target practice, which I think is the best doggone toy out of there. Out of the Man of Steel line, you know, where you where you use Superman as a slingshot yeah. and play target. I mean, that's just that's got to be well, maybe, maybe not for kids, but for me, I I could somehow see myself having hours of fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. Um, and so, you know, so tell me about the Adult Swim booth. That one looked intriguing. It, it does look intriguing, and I didn't get into it. You had because it's big experience and. Uh, um, so it's just a, because they've done this is that like a, the adult swim booth tends to be almost like a dark ride every year you go in and they do whatever they want to I think actually the main experience is off site uh-huh. I have press release somewhere in my files talking about that, that, that you can go through the adult swim obstacle course and I get scared at those things uh, it's, <laughs> it's- the the thing about the 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 big white boxes is adult swim day spa and rest stop which amidst all this geekery that sounds so appealing no that's exactly my point <laughs> i mean it's like I, your your eye is drawn to it to the words just like oh there's a chance to rest oh. <laughs> and i'm only i've only been here for 15 minutes exactly <laughs> it's, it's so loud um so yeah uh, there's that appeal and it, but it's funny because it's also it's it's rest it's up against the uh legendary booth uh legendary entertainment which is really pushing uh you know, as they are separating out from Warner Brothers, but they're pushing all their Warner Brothers products, including Godzilla. One thing I'm going to try to do today, maybe it may not happen, or maybe tomorrow, is that apparently there is an app uh, you can download from Legendary about the uh, for the Godzilla movie, and that will lead you on a scavenger hunt to find the off-site Godzilla experience. Oh, that's cool. And so there's a Godzilla museum here somewhere in San Diego, but it's not on the convention floor. Oh, it's, neat. It's, oh, that's one way it, to keep attendance down. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's the thing is I see that, I, and I've got a lot of press releases for it as well. 
haven't been able to explore much. Like my hotel, I'm looking over Petco Park where we know Nerd HQ is, and I just look down and I see two X-Men on the sidewalk. Uh, (laughs) So Nerd HQ is big there. There's a thing, I've got to find this. There's a big Teen Titans Go uh, inflatable characters area uh, on the lawn. And so, you know, they're using so much space. And this year they've also taken over the theater um, that's up, I guess, about six blocks up. Um, in the Horton Plaza, like the the grand was the grand old movie palace, and has always been concerts every year. And now that's officially a Comic Con site, and they're going to be debuting a movie, uh, I think, tomorrow night about showrunners, a documentary on running TV. And again, like we were talking about in the last podcast, I I walk around and I see a lot of that, that and I'm getting even more. Uh, press releases in the last day about these events that are all about behind the scenes, how you get to be, uh, you know, how can you be part of this industry and how part of this world? And, uh, I was talking to somebody at a party last night, uh, who's same thing. And she comes down here. She says, only if I can be treated special and be in the VIP rooms and be hanging out with the, you know, the people, right. I, that that wasn't an arrogant thing. It was just she said, like, I'm really not into comics, but it's fun to come and hang out. But I want to be, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to look on the floor. And so there is like this Hollywood, I don't know if you say subsection because it does seem to be the dominant one right now, but a Hollywood section of, of it's, there are people um, making connections, making contacts in the social life around it. Why they, you know, that's not happening in Hollywood. I don't know, but I guess really it's because you feel like this five days to come down to San Diego. It's like a vacation, but everybody, but you already know everybody, uh, <laughs> which is what's happening. Yeah, but so, you're away from the office. You know. But you're away from the office, and so I think you know that's that's pretty cool. It's all right. Um, the booth that I thought was really nice uh, as far as upping his game, and I, I had one photo was Dark Horse, and I talked to their uh, press. Presley is on uh, the really great and friendly, I love him, Ob Driver. And I said, you know, there's just, I, I don't know what it is. The floor plan seems more open. Uh, I think they're using, it's risky, white carpet. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and he said, oh, but look up, it's the pin lights. I mean, it really is like, you know, the other thing, and I don't know that how many people think about this, is, you know, the theatrical presentation of your booth is can make a huge difference. And Dark Horse has always, it's always been a great booth because it's got lots of talent, a lot of great books and, and, yeah. uh, you know, but this year it really just felt like it was the first time I felt like they're like Dark Horse is shining and saying, you know, come here and, and they've got a couple of video screens up, but, and, but they're put, but they're pushing bright projects as well. It just felt really like I want to hang out at the Dark Horse booth. It feels comfortable. Whereas Plus you, the, you, you they, don't feel that at the Marvel booth because they've taken three quarters of it for that stage. Yeah. And the crowd just overflows into the, into the road. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And, uh, so, so I, they, they did it right. I, I, I kind of, I rotated around boom and image. And, you know, the thing is that those are, those are booths where it's, where it's really, you don't go into their booth. It's, you know, they just got tables ringing around. And so that's, that's a little harder for crowd management. Um, and uh, I did not make it down to see what the WB is doing yet. I saw the tower in the distance. And so uh, that'll be one of my goals today as well. And uh, so, um, 
Yeah, that was about it. I did. I, I do want to say, since I, I, I got an interview and I and I sent it over to you, is uh, I did talk to Mike Wellman, who um, we interviewed on a podcast many many years ago. I remember. Yes, and so you know, Mike and I have run into each other many times since, and and then it was realizing I think he had almost forgotten because it must have been five or six years ago that we had him on. And uh, so he and Rafael Navarro, uh, his good friend, uh, have launched a book called Guns Ablazing. They have 500 copies at, uh, at Comic-Con. And uh, so he sat down for a little conversation. Uh, so, you know, I have to include that at the tail end of this. And, uh, and then just because it's... We it's could a- listen to that now because it would be less awkward for us to talk out after that instead of me talking out after that. Okay. Let's put right. that in right now. Let's put it in. We are here at San Diego Comic-Con Wednesday night preview night with Mike Wellman, who is the writer of a new book launch. Is it officially launching here? It is, yeah. Okay, which is Guns Ablazing. Today is the day that it came. It's out today. You know? In stores, but... Uh, no, no, only here. Only here. here. We're doing... Uh, it's called the Gunpowder Edition. Uh, it's, it's a small run. We're only doing 500 of them. And uh, it's basically for the road. I mean, we want to we want to shop this to publishers. And uh, so what we're doing is we're doing these small runs. If you do a big run of a comic, then what why does a publisher need it? You know? Right, right. Because okay. everybody's seen it, they wants to see it. So. Indeed, but uh, you did get a little attention from Rich Johnson, Bleeding Cool. This yeah, morning. very nice of them so to run, run a little preview. Yeah. And we should to be fair is that uh, you know and the artist by Rafael Navarro, Rafael who's Navarro, longtime friend of Fanboy Planet. As have you been in the shadows? So uh, through Atomic Basement Press. Actually, we did have you on the podcast like four or five years ago. Yeah. At Elusive. One of the I first, like first the time p- I ever heard a podcast was like your podcast. <laughs> well, then yeah. excellent. It comes full circle. Yeah, you should have trademarked that. So, so tell me, what is uh, you know what is Guns of Blazing about besides Blazing Guns? It well, you know, we're much more uh, uh, deep than that. It, it, it's uh, Dukes of Hazard meets Hitchhiker, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's a very irreverent look at fiction and alternate dimensions. Um, very inspired by a rock and roll poster art. Uh, I'm a big fan of, you know, also like the Mondo posters you see, you know, like the, mm-hmm. yeah. where it's just like elements that don't necessarily make sense together, but they look fantastic, like a wizard driving a 1973 Camaro. You know what I mean? And uh, I came up with a story device that enables us to tell the kind of tales where we can implement those visuals, uh, you know, sexy girls from the 70s, uh, disco balls, uh, cavemen, women, dinosaurs, on up to, you know, spaceships and everything. Anything so. you want. So right. it's, it's obvious to me, but let's say for those who don't know, why was Raphael the artist that you needed for this book? Well, you know, me and Raph hang out a lot anyway, so we figured we might as well do something productive with our time. <laughs> Um, we watch a lot of old movies, you know, we, 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 uh, go on mystical journeys in our heads together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, we've, uh, we, we share booths at Comic-Con. He's had his projects, I've had my projects. We've sometimes collaborated on things, but never like something that was ours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, honestly, Raphael's the only person that could draw this book. If, if, you know, something happens to him or he decides he wants to do Sonambulo full-time or whatever... Then this is gonna, you know, but but we're committed. Uh, we're we're gonna do a six issue uh, first story arc. Okay. And uh, I have this really cool uh, 
I don't want to give too much away, but it, there is an end game. Okay. And it's going to take longer than six issues to get there. But it's one of those things where you peel off the layers. And wow, this actually might make sense. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> you and, know? and you are also uh, an owner of a comic shop. So you're both a creator yeah. and co-owner. Yeah. And uh, remind me, because I've never actually been to Manhattan Beach. It is. The, the comic bug. The comic bug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, yeah, I've been a retailer for many years. Um, I mean, I just, you know, I love comics. Uh, I, I, I've been collecting since I was, you know, wee lad. Yeah, and, that was and, a good, and, good wee lad gesture there yeah, and, for audio. Yeah, for those who can't see at home. <laughs> I wasn't wearing pants when I did it either. Um, and, and that was the disturbing part. <laughs> How do you do that so fast? I, it, it's tricky. But it's an honor, you know, for me to be able to create comic books, too. I mean, it's to have somebody read your work and... You know, if they love it or hate it, hopefully they usually love it. Um, you know, that, that, that's like a really that, that's an honor. So it, it's uh, something I really enjoy doing, yeah. and, and uh, yeah, we're rocking it. So you feel like you're making noise here, Con? I'm so only we Wednesday definitely night. made some noise. Yeah, we, we already we got a kid here with a, a mustache and I'm a hat, the doing like urban. grabbing uh, ge- gestures on his yeah. private parts. Yeah, so we're definitely making noise. We're, we're making it happen. That. Yeah. <laughs> Well, all right, Mike. Thank you for your time. I need you. I think you probably need to get to that kid with the mustache. I might need to. And uh, so we'll uh, we'll have you on the podcast. Thanks a lot. Dude, thank you, Derek. Bye. Be good, buddy. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And across from them. Uh, I just do want to point out because it's it's a very limited time offer uh, that uh, Richard Starkings at his Elephant Man booth has every elephant. If you for one hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> you can get every Elephant Man hardcover. He will open up, sketch, and inscribe in each one, and give you a free copy of issue number fifty, which is not included in any of the hardcovers, and you get a limited edition tote bag. Yeah, you, you you got me there. I never got the tote bag. And I was ragging got, on you last night about this, but I, I have nothing but appreciation for that purchase. And the artist, uh, Gabriel Batista, uh, who's the artist on number 50, uh, then actually did a sketch of one of the female characters on really the back nice. of the tote bag. So Which it's female that, character? Uh, you know, here's the thing. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because I had to buy it. I told... I, I told uh, Richard, it's like, you know, we've had you on the show. Love you. Always enjoy talking to you. And, I, and I've and i read scattered issues of Elephant Man. And so I just bit the bullet and bought all these hardbacks because it's like I keep meaning to get into Elephant Man and yeah. don't do it. So here it is. This It couldn't be nicer. It couldn't be a better package. <laughs> and I, I feel, you know, foolish, but. <laughs> But I shall be satisfied <laughs> being able to power through all the Elephant Men, uh, maybe not in one sitting, but in a couple of days. Yeah, a couple um, of days, and come out for, and come out and see the sun later. You know, uh, so that that's a good deal. And um, you know, there are still, of course, many many deals. I I heard last night that uh, Mattel and Hasbro really cracked down on uh, exhibitors and scalpers buying their stuff good using you know using their early access at, to their advantage and so um uh, yeah i i say i i couldn't be happier to hear that i mean they, i they should just cut the maximum number you can buy down you know, i think like, that was one of the things they yeah, did okay, the, but the other thing they did was actually like if it was before six o'clock and somebody wow. was showing up in line they kicked them out 
And uh, I don't know that they've done that in the past, but you know, I can remember years past the doors opening at six. We're coming in, and there's a dealer coming out with, you know, five Galactuses or you know whatever exclusive that everybody wanted. He's already bought a bunch, right? And and you know, and that's just and that's just frustrating. It's wrong for the fans because preview night, as much as you know, when we complain, it, it's crowded for us. His preview night was started for us, for the fans, right? Um, you know, to give them a chance to just kind of low key see stuff. So let them. Um, the big thing, you know, and you you sent me in the email, and I want to explain that uh, in the bags they had pre-announced what all the bags were, but one bag showed up, and I wish I'd gotten it. I'm sure it has the Batman cape inside, but one bag showed up that was not announced, had no explanation. And that was Adam West with a bunch of the villains around him, Adam West and, and Burt Ward as Batman and Robin, and it said Batman 66, the series. And, and that's a photo, not a drawing. And it's a photo, not a drawing. So the rumor has been bubbling all week long and that, that Warner Brothers is going to make a huge announcement about Batman 66, and there is only one announcement that could possibly be made. You know, and now we could all be wrong because we all just want this so doggone bad. But the but the but everybody's expecting the announcement that finally all the rights have been worked out that Batman sixty six will be coming to home video. To I could not be more excited if they remastered those <laughs> those episodes and put them out on Blu ray. I yeah. just I could not be more excited. It should be great on Blu ray. It should be and. And it's still, unfortunately, we, all we can say is it's speculation, but everybody's super excited and speculating it, and we know that people want it. When I talked to Adam West a couple of years ago, you know, it was the thing that I, I you know, he actually, and it was, it was sad, you know, I mean, because he was on the Hub. It, Batman's been showing on the Hub, um, and so, you know, kids do know him. And, but it, it was like this, you know, really sad moment where he just, I, I said, I really want to see it on home video. He goes, I don't think it's going to happen in our lifetime. And, you know, <laughs> it was just kind of like, what? Yeah. And, you know, and so for people that don't, that don't know, the issue has been that right now, of course, Batman is owned by, by Warner Brothers. Um, but in the 60s, it was not owned by Warner Brothers. So the Batman TV series is actually a 20th Century Fox production. And so the issue has been, and, and who knows, someday someone will write a fantastically geeky inside book about the business uh, negotiations that had to happen um, that the rumor has been that for the past six years, 20th Century Fox sued Warner Brothers to, to block the release of the production of Watchmen because they had owned a copy of, uh, the, of the, one of the That's drafts right. of the script. Yeah. And so that was settled out of court. And one of the things then was, ah, what, you know, Warner Brothers and 20th Century Fox both have something the other wants and what they both have is Batman and, in a weird way and so we know somewhere and like I say somewhere there's going to be this book that guys like you and I are going to read and just go oh that's fascinating and the general public might not but we're going to just love the, the contortions that had to go through to get 20th Century Fox and, Bat and Warner Brothers to come together to release this TV show that everybody wants because you know the reality is People complain, people, you know, and people say, "Oh, we love the dark, the the Dark Knight," and you do, and maybe some, and many were disappointed by the Dark Knight Rises, but the reality, and I will argue back, and this is the problem that Warner Brothers has: is people want that goofy kind. They want 
they want that Batman who's bright and shiny, uh, and you know, and they want it so that kids can take it seriously and adults can laugh. He's he's not corrupt. He's not corruptible. He is. He is. Oh, uh, I can. I can remember Adam, reading an interview with Adam West years and years and years ago, where he said the thing that I thought was really weird, it, but as it was weirdly accurate, was when Tim Burton's Batman came out. He said, "You know, they should have used me because what kids really, you know, what, what they need is Uncle Batman." And I thought that's a pretty good summation of of what that character is—the uncle you wish you had, who's always there for you. And who'll always do what's right. Yeah. And then when you're an adult, it's silly, but it's still fun. And, you know, I defy adults that grew up watching that show and they go, oh, I get it now. It's silly. You still watch it and you laugh, but you go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, uh, that's Batman. So uh, I really, really hope that that's, that's what happens. You know, um, I don't know what further rumors there may be out you know out of it we'll see what i mean i'm sure uh as i put up last night too we're gonna see our first real glimpse i won't be there i won't be in that hall age i can't i i can't spend three hours in line but you're gonna see your first glimpse of electro in action from amazing spider-man 2 and uh the preview trailer is pretty cool it is really cool and i was i mean this is this is the reality of marketing right now i was surprised that um you know that it was uh, that it was online. Yeah, and because I thought what was really cool was you walk by the Hard Rock Hotel, and there's this co- this contraption of metal, and in the middle of it is this video screen, and it just plays that trailer over and over and over, and then Electro is towering up. You know, and he's he's on the the hotel. So um, you know, I thought, well, that's kind of cool, and they. You know, and I guess that's the thing with with con is it's so big is and and I realize this is the reality of today is almost really for the news you don't need to be here. You know, it's yeah, it's it's, it's all it's, over Twitter. I mean, everything's on everything's on Twitter right now with the STC hashtag. Yeah, I mean, and, I'm I'm flipping through pictures of most of the stuff you're talking you've been talking about. The, uh, the a couple of things I wanted to ask you about before we uh, wrap. Did you see the Walking Dead booth? I did not yet. Okay, we, we that, know I have a phobia, so I'm not like going to be drawn towards. Oh, it. that's right, I forgot. So I no, would... I don't have a phobia. We teased <laughs> about that, but uh, I just, I just didn't get over there. What about um, what about I, the Silver Samurai? No, I didn't see the Silver Samurai either. So I need to get over there and see those. Like okay. today will be the movie section. Okay. Um, I did not really get that deep into movie and TV. Um, you know, I did uh, once. I was, I was. Futzing over my camera for a while, and then I spend a lot of time with Raphael and and, uh, and Mike. Sure, um, you know, just because it's it's nice to see to see friends. I mean, that's and that's that's the reason I think I come even more than my professional is that uh, through these years I have met so many people that I really genuinely like, and I don't. Which sounds like I meet so many people I don't like, but uh, that's which is not true. I mean, I, I that, maybe that's my my problem. I like everybody, and. <laughs> There are many of the people I like that I only get to see here, and I want to catch up. And, you know, you can't spend two minutes with Raphael without feeling like life oh, yeah. is pretty cool. And you, want to, and you want to sit in that energy more and more. Exactly. <laughs> Who needs the adult swim, rest stop, and day spa? I got Raphael Navarro, you know. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's the contact refreshment. 
Uh, oh yeah, and you know, and then Mike Wellman took out we, which we did not record, unfortunately. Uh, he took out a guitar, and we started singing Jesse's Girl to try to attract people over. <laughs> it was just like, I mean, it was fun, and it was great. And so, uh, you know, I'll take another round around, and I want and uh, uh, today, and and I think get closer to. I I'm I'm trying not to over. Uh, commit myself but today i've got going uh i'll be looking at the scribble knots game which is set completely in the dc universe oh wow thing so have you played uh, any of those before no i have not so i'm getting a demo and then there's a and then there's a i think it's a nintendo 3ds or or ps vita um there's a hand whatever it's a handheld version of arkham origins oh neat and so I'm going to see, you know, going to get a demo of that and talk to one of the game designers uh, there. Um, and, of course, uh, there is the uh, MonsterVerse panel, um, and uh, which, you know, I know those people. Uh, and tonight, I believe, I will be uh, also taking a look at Disney Infinity. So uh, I'm making this sort of my video game day. Uh, this is This is the day for my son. For your so daughter, I, though, is she a fan of the um, uh, what is it, Catching Fire, uh, the the Hunger Games? Hunger Games. Yes. So yes. at Lionsgate, they're giving away Mockingjay pins. Yes, if you have, you know, if I'm there at the right time in the right yeah. place, just yeah. a you know, just a word, yeah. No, I'll, I'll you know I'll try. They uh, we were we were debating what she might want from Comic Con, and and uh, I did see that the super. Uh, is it Super Girlfriends from the DC Nation shorts on TV? Um, is, is being sold. There are three statues uh, of of Wonder Wonder Girl, Batgirl, and Supergirl. Um, but it's another one where you have to you have to get a wristband and uh-huh. you know, you have to be lucky. And uh, you know, I the con is too crazy uh, to to guarantee that kind of being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. So. Uh, I I'll take a shot, but uh, but you know again for now I also want to make sure that we have fresh content up on the on the website in Indeed. addition to the podcast because you know hey, kind of- above and beyond the Call of Duty you've got the you've got the uh, you got a number of articles out yesterday but the first, uh, first I don't think we've ever had a first day of the con photo uh, gallery up and that's all you uh, well you know yeah it's in, in the, and and I still have another I've got them all formatted and ready to go. Is you know, and uh, and I'll try to do the Superman thing before I leave. So uh, yeah, we're trying to give because you know, uh, as much as I appreciate everybody uh, listening to the podcast, it is the content on the site that drives kind of advertisement and uh, you know, a little bit of income. Uh, so I want to say uh, once again, if you are listening to this, uh, you can catch us on iTunes. You can catch us uh, on www.fanboyplanet.com. You can find us on the Stitcher app. Tell people you enjoy this podcast, and uh, if you want to, you know, pick up something at Amazon. Unless, of course, as I as I say, if you aren't by Earth Two or Elusive Comics and Games or Hijinks, or you've got a local store where you like those people, yeah, as much as it pains me, <laughs> support them um, because they're the guys that are making this, driving this whole thing. This is why we're here for for the. You know, it all started with comic books and and comic book stores, and they need to stay alive too. But uh, if you like the podcast, I'd say stop by and uh, hit that PayPal button. Maybe donate something. Uh, I, the only reason I push that is because when I'm at Comic Con, it's expensive. Uh, it <laughs> so, is. 
it reminds me how much money I need to, you know, I don't want to look at this credit card bill. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so we'll be doing this again tomorrow morning. Um, and, uh, then we'll probably pick up, uh, again and we'll do some kind of catch up next week. Uh, wait, tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah. And, uh, then Saturday and Sunday is just, just crazy. Um, but also, but people remind you, if you're listening and you are at Comic-Con, I will be hosting the f- pro fan trivia contest on Sunday afternoon at 3:45 in room five AB. And what are so, you, what are you wearing today? So they can spot you on the floor. Oh, I don't know yet. I haven't chosen my outfit. Oh my! Uh, because the great thing about doing this audio is, I you know you don't know. I could be in a, a stop, stop, suit. stop. I, I'm in a Wookie suit. Okay. Um, so ah, you know, yes. Okay. I found, I found, <laughs> I, I found a Tardis bathrobe. I really was tempted to do that. Yeah. But, uh, no. Um, yeah, but I say last night I actually had people wanting to uh, purchase my. Uh, oh no! No doubt. Right shirt. Yeah, that's a beautiful shirt. So now I have to tell my sister-in-law that uh, she she could have a small side business sewing shirts because <laughs> people like it. So exactly. All right, or Debbie. There we go. Yeah, if Debbie wants to get into that business. If, if Debbie made them, it'd be about three hundred dollars each. Uh, <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I can't afford that. So, <laughs> all right, um, all right. That's it for this week. Uh, for today, I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Thanks and, for being on. Uh, Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Okay. You there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I didn't actually hang up. I know. I know. You never know sometimes. Yeah. Okay.